Good morning, Sun Valley Church, and welcome back to The Voice of the Valley. I am your host, Jeremy Pinch, and with me this morning, we have Pastor John Schubert and Eli Ramsdale. And today, we're going to be talking about Good Friday. If you remember, a few weeks ago, I had Dennis Smith on the podcast, and we talked about church calendar and events that take place throughout the year and why they're important. Uh, But this specific day is important for us because we remember the death of Christ. So, guys, uh, first off, why why is Good Friday uh, important? Uh, why why is it? Would we call it good? Well, uh, there's you know an obvious thing that uh, took place on that Friday that uh, is particularly important to our salvation. Um, we, uh, I guess the way to answer the question is what happened on the Friday of the first Holy week, right? I mean, if you, (laughs) if you think of it like that, there's obvious answers to the question, why is good Friday good? I mean, the way we, the way we remember it and, and celebrate it, if you want to call it a celebration is quietness and gloom and, you know, a feeling of despair almost, uh, for an outside observer, for those of us who, of course, know Christ, um, we have this this um, internal um, sense of the goodness of Good Friday, even though it's solemn, and so we can be joyful in darkness there. But I, I was thinking about the question you were going to ask, Jeremy, and I said one, one good way to answer it is by reading from you from a little bit from Ephesians, if you don't mind, Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, we could spend the entire podcast in Ephesians 1 explaining the question. Um, I don't think you want to do that, but let me just read a few verses here. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, that is, in the beloved, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood. All right? So what happened on Good Friday is Christ spilled his blood. And the reason that we can have all these spiritual blessings in the heavenlies, have this relationship with God through adoption, experience all the joy of being chosen before the foundation of the world, is because of the blood of Christ, the blood that was spilt on that Good Friday. Um, and so that is fundamentally basic um, to our understanding of Good Friday. Um, I have a few more verses here that I want to read, but I'm going to let Eli uh, chime in and give his his response to that question. Yeah, I think um, when I read this question, the... Uh, the flood of emotion that um, came over my life, just thinking about what is good about death Hmm. and this specific uh, death, Christ dying on the cross and shedding his blood and to think through um, theologically and practically what happened um, that evening. Um, for me, it, it automatically stirs emotion because I know my life, I know my mind, I know my sins, 
And if anybody is willing to put themselves in a situation for this service to reflect, to uh, be vulnerable, to think about death, to think about um, their spiritual state, and to see what um, Christ did uh, through Scripture in a service that historically um, is extremely important uh, in the church. It's, it's a focus that, unfortunately, in my upbringing in church was uh, never paid attention to. And um, now that God has put my mind, put my life and my family's life in a position that we can see uh, this picture of Christ this way and really focus on his death is exciting to know that, that I have redemption because Christ died. And, um, you know, I even tattooed it on my arm. Anybody can ask me about that if they want. But to tell us die, John 1930, it is finished. The work is done and it's done for me particularly. And that's what is so well, those good. words, those words of Christ on that, on that day mm-hmm. were the focal point of Christ's work on, on cross Christ's life on the earth. Yes. You know, the plan of God that I just read from you, read for you from Ephesians one. That was the focus. Right. Those words, it is finished. Yeah. That one word <laughs> yeah. in the original language. Yeah. 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 I love, I love that Ephesians one, seven passage. That is, that mm-hmm. is, I've come back to that passage many times in him. We have redemption through his blood. Right. Just like that's, that was the ransom price for our souls. Yeah. So Christ, Christ's death wasn't a good example you know, like some of our liberal friends try to, you know, explain. Sure. sure. Christ's death was a requirement for our redemption. That's, I mean, this is all really good news. Good Friday, it's good news. You know, there's also other things involved in in the Good Friday service or the Good Friday celebration, the day of Good Friday. Uh, beyond what we've said, there's things like. Paul describes in 1 Corinthians 1.17, for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. The word of the cross, that, that's the mm-hmm. reflection back on what we're talking about, that, that those few hours on the cross where Jesus accomplished for us our redemption is powerful. It is, Paul said, it is the power of God to save so there's that element too that you think about, this, which is profound. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then uh, then you think of First Peter when he says, um, it, "Knowing that you were ransomed from your feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with things such as silver or gold." but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. And Peter's, you know, silver and gold couldn't do it. You know, the, the best things of this earth couldn't ransom you from your futile ways. Mm-hmm. And we try so hard in so many ways, but it's only through the shed blood of Christ that right. you're ransomed. Truth. You know, um, Paul in the, Galat- to the uh, letter to the Galatians says this in 614, 
far be it from me to boast except in the cross of Christ our Lord Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Um, and so there's there's nothing else in Paul's mind that is more important, you know. And, and he had actually a lot to boast about, you know, in terms of his secular upbringing, his his education, his his prominence, stat, status, so to speak, uh, before he met Christ. And here he says, as in you know Philippians, um, yeah, Philippians three, he says it's it's garbage, yeah. you know. It's nothing. The only thing I boast in is in the cross of Christ. Yeah. And that, of course, is tied to Good Friday. Yeah. So so not to get off too uh, too far off the path here, but Paul, Paul also writes, he says to the Corinthians, he says, I decided to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. And he doesn't say Christ and his good teaching or Christ and his good morals, but he says Christ and him crucified. And why, why is that so important that he says that um, instead of so much of what the world is teaching today? Well, I think um, Romans 5 deals with that. There's justification involved. There's peace with God involved uh, in Christ. And blood had to be shed. Uh, a sacrifice had to be made first. You just read out of first Peter in verse 24 um, speaks to that. He himself, speaking of Christ, bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. And then uh, this famous uh, few words by his wounds, you have been healed in the idea of, um, spiritual healing relation uh, relationship being healed between God and ourselves through the work of Christ hmm. yeah well that is that is important by his wounds you have been healed <laughs> yeah so uh, there's there's two specific holidays that every church will celebrate right and that's that's uh christmas um and that is easter but even in today's society those have been so thwarted uh, and so distorted you know christmas is now about santa claus and blah 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 and easter is about the easter bunny and we'll do easter egg hunts and all those things but why is it important um that we feel it's necessary to remember Good Friday. I know we, we've mentioned a few things, but why is it necessary that we, we take a day out of the year and have a special service to to have? We being Sun Valley? Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about that. We aren't the only ones. You know, it's not like we're sure. you know, inventing sure. something new and sure. you know, we're trying to be unique um, and have our little niche. Um, it is, it's been celebrated and remembered since the first Good Friday. I mean, this isn't, you know, we're not breaking new ground here, but but the reason that we remember um, the special day of Good Friday um, as Christians, as the church, even here at Sun Valley, is what we've just been talking about because of the, the greatness of what took place on that first Good Friday. I mean, it is, it's not something that, that, that uh, is... Uh, oh yeah, and let's think about, let's don't forget that. No, it's the center of our, 
religion. Our, our hope uh, is identified in Good Friday. I don't know that you could, well, I'm sure you could, but a, a, a true believer, I don't know you could find a true believer who wouldn't, who wouldn't say that the death of Christ is the most important historical event in human history. Mm-hmm. What else would they say? I mean, maybe the resurrection, right, but that's, you know, in order to be resurrected, you have to die. So there's a, there's a death that's a, the priority there. Yeah. Resurrection is also critically important, of course, to us, but we're talking about Good Friday. One thing that I wanted to bring up um, that I was thinking about, Jeremy, in relation to this question is um, Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11, and Leviticus chapter 16, verse 21 as it relates to the Old Testament sacrificial system. The Old Testament uh, sacrificial system, of course, was... Um, uh, what's the word? Invented? Maybe that's the wrong word. Invented by God. I mean, it was designed by God, given to Moses. Um, you know, it was identified even before Moses, of course, to Adam and Eve in the, in the death of the animals to make the skins. But in Leviticus chapter... 17 verse 11 we read these important words um he says that the life of the flesh is in the blood and i have given it for you on the altar to make atonement for your sins for it is in the blood that makes atonement by the life so spilt innocent blood is what brings life to the sinner we are dead in our trespasses and sins. We are separated from God, alienated from, you know, Christ. Um, and what brings that back into a God-intended experience, that, that, that unity, that, that connection, that relationship, um, is the blood, the innocent blood. And, and, and it was... Uh, prefigured in the Old Testament sacrificial system. There was this, you know, picture of, of this sacrificial lamb, um, and it pictured a Christ, but it was, it was an actual event that people would bring their offering to the priest, and he would sacrifice that, that lamb for the sins of those who brought it. Hmm. Um, and in Leviticus 16, there's also an amazing passage, uh, verse 21, uh, talking about the, the two live goats that came to the people, uh, to the priests on the Day of Atonement. They would set one free, they would sacrifice the other. And the ones that they set free, they said, And Aaron shall lay both of his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the people. Of Israel and all their transgressions, all their sins, and he shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of the man who is in readiness. So, in a, in a in a beautiful, powerful demonstration of how God deals with sin, he transferred the guilt and the sins and transgressions of the people to the animal um, by the laying on of his hands. And that animal was taken away into the wilderness. Mm. He was sent away into the 
farthest way possible from the people. And that's what happens with us in Christ. Think about what went on with Christ. Many, many scholars and theologians believe that the, the transfer of the, the sins of mankind took place at the baptism of Christ when John the Baptist laid his hands on Christ and hmm. f- figured, or, you know, the antitype um, figured what was taking place here in Leviticus 16. Hmm. All the bloods of, all the sins of humanity was laid upon Christ um, at that moment, and uh, he carried those with him until Calvary and when, where he released them through his death. Hmm. And so we have this amazing picture in the Old Testament through the Old Testament sacrificial system, the, the blood being spilt, the sin being transferred um, on that day you know, of atonement. And of course we see that when Jesus was crucified. So it's, it's uh, fun to think about and encouraging, yeah. spiritually encouraging. Yeah. So that's why we remember the death of Christ. It's everything to us. Yeah. Without the death of Christ, we have nothing. We have no salvation. We have no forgiveness of sin. We continue in our guilt and our despair. Uh, but with the blood, with the, the taking of our sin, we have hope and we have forgiveness and we have an, an amazing life and eternity to look forward to. So just based off of, of that uh, Old Testament parallel there. What should what should Good Friday or the remembrance of Christ's death do for unbelievers and believers alike? Well, it should bring gratitude um, for the opportunity to be free from the penalty. Um, it should bring humility uh, that someone loves me this much they would give up their life to rescue uh, me Um, so believer or unbeliever I mean as a believer we we sing praises Uh, part of our discussion small group uh, yesterday evening was was about the glory of Christ and how that his death a lot of times when we think of glory we think of uh, a huge event or something, but to look at Christ's death as a glorious thing for us individually, and um, and I, as a believer, can rejoice, can be grateful. But those who do not believe can see that Christ paid this price, and if they're there, they can have the opportunity to receive and know that uh, through gratitude as well. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind, I'd like to t- give a little different. Uh, twist to question two sure and not to come off topic too much here but just looking in at the church as as a member I'm I'm not on staff I you know I help out with things but when I think about this question why does Sun Valley feel necessary to remember the death of Christ um, as a member if if I'm in love with Christ um, I need a church that focuses on um, Christ. I need a church that is passionate about Christ because my life and my ability to survive uh, spiritually functions within this body. And so... Instead of what, though? <clears throat> Focus on Christ versus what? What else 
is out there that churches no, are focusing on? I mean, on? There's, there's opportunities to have community at churches. There's opportunities to um, even just participate in a body that... Serve and give and so yeah, forth. I mean, you, you, can, you can do things. You can be social in, in the public by helping the poor. But you're saying those are homeless. secondary. Those, those are secondary. And, and the point that I'm trying to make is that as a member, to see my leadership, uh, the people that I've chosen to submit to their authority and the focus to make a day like Good Friday primary, to put attention on it, to, to see uh, the importance and to reflect uh, God's glory in the service to the community of Yakima and to invite and to encourage our members to let your friends and neighbors and co-workers attend uh, because of the importance of Christ's death. Um, as a member, looking at that, it's, it's huge and, um, and important to have a, a foundation that I can find security and I can find understanding and I can find uh, hope in things that seem dark and bloody and scary uh, to who would be an outsider that doesn't understand Christianity. Well, you're, you're answering the question here that was just asked, you know, what should a service like Good Friday do for unbelievers and believers? You're answering the question. Yeah. So it's not a digression. It's it's a good answer for what we're talking about. So, and I, I know it's it's we we could argue that Good Friday is the most important service at Sun Valley Church, based on just what we do to make the service work. I mean, you have, I mean, more than normal practice for the musicians and the special readers. We rearrange the auditorium completely. We take out all the pews. We wash the carpets before that day. We bring the pews back in and rearrange them in a way that is not what we do every other Sunday. We have them all of our pews facing the center of the room, and in the center of the room is the, the Lord's table, is, is that picture of the bread and the cup, which represents the spilt blood and broken body of Christ. Yeah. We don't do that for Easter. We don't do that for Christmas. But we, we do something significant, special, reverent on Good Friday. Why? Because it's really important. Super important. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, it, and it should be of benefit to the Christian and the non-Christian, as Eli just described. I mean, what better way to, to tell our neighbors what's important to us than Good Friday? Sure. You know, we get together and we're, we, we claim to be happy people, but we sit around and mope and groan through Good Friday service. And I mean mope and groan, and groan in a good way. Um, and, and they're sitting here thinking, if, they were, if they're truly unsaved in that room on that Good Friday service, something's got to be going on in their brain. Either these people are insane or there's something seriously important about what's, what they're celebrating. Yeah. Just based on the service. Yeah. yeah, and for anybody that's looking for a church, I believe it's profound that our leadership puts the intention, uh, the intentionality on this service and puts the focus on Christ this way. 
and, and I see it differently, I believe, because I, I grew up in church not celebrating this. And now for the last three to five years of my life, I see the importance of this, and mm. it's, it's beautiful. Mm. Well, I mean, what, what, is the, what does the service emphasize? I think there's a lot of things we could talk about, but one, maybe two things that I would say as it relates to your question, what, what uh, should a service like Good Friday do for unbelievers and believers' life? I would say this, besides what we've already said, demonstrate the seriousness of sin, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we, we try to emphasize what Christ was going through in that service. What was he thinking? What was he feeling? Um, it, we, will ne- we will never know, I don't think. Even when we get to heaven, I don't think we'll truly know all that Christ went through during that time, that, that amazing um, fulcrum of eternal existence. Both eternity past, eternity future is is right there that's the fulcrum of it is on that night that's good friday you know the glory of christ jesus said was the cross in in the gospel of john but if it doesn't if you don't come out of there with a with a sense of the seriousness of your sin you've missed the point (laughs) and and also on top of that if, if you don't come out of there with the importance of the death of christ for your sin or because of your sin you've missed the point yeah so everything we do there of course, is focused on Christ and his work on Calvary, but through a demonstration of darkness and despair and gloom over what we have caused, our sin. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, Christ went through that because of me. Yeah. And I, I sit there and I remember that. Yeah, one of the, one of the characters in the story of Christ, you know, passion as he's going to the cross that that always stands out the most to me is Barabbas, right? Cuz Barabbas no kidding. Barabbas is a murderer, he's a thief, he's an insurrectionist. He he's the one that deserves the cross and Christ takes his place. That would be called a substitutionary yeah. atonement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. That is as as a believer that's like you know what I think? That's me. <laughs> I think I think Barabbas is going to be in the front row in heaven. Yeah, yeah. I think he will be. Yeah. I mean, of all people, to be able to grasp the significance of Christ's death, it would be him yeah. on that day yeah. because of what you said. Yeah, I think I. Heard... And we're no less sinners than him, of yeah. course. You know. Yeah, I think I heard Piper say this, or, or someone, someone out there say this but he said that Barabbas was the first one to say that Jesus died for me yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) literally literally, he died for me yeah Uh, man yeah what a great picture um yeah it's good stuff so as you guys have as you guys have already mentioned our good Friday service is it's pretty dark uh it's it's a pretty dark service and um almost too dark at times uh, but it, literally you yeah. can't see yeah. <laughs> the words on the page uh, so when you do come please don't get out your cell phone light <laughs> do your best yeah that's all we ask <laughs> so why uh why would you encourage the people of sun valley to invite non-believers to to this service it's dark it's this isn't a normal service this isn't you know who we are. On hey, a come get depressed with us. Sure, sure. 
So yeah. why why should Sun Valley invite hit. people? Man, oh, because people are broken. People are living hopeless, discouraged lives. Um, people are seeking for joy. People are just begging for help. And everything that we do, 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 um, seems to just add wow. to um, the agony. And Christ did something, and our doing is compensated for uh, because Christ filled that void if we receive. If you're we talking believe. about our failures, our sin, those the doings you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the doings of trying to make ourselves feel better, the the American dream, or um, or religious things, or religious things. Yeah, yeah. Um, tr- Works of the law, for example. Church hopping, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Being a good boy. Again, going back to, yeah, helping the poor or whatever, just trying to fill that void and give value to ourselves. Or to try to impress God. Yeah, yeah. Works righteousness, that's what that is, right? Yeah. Those are the things you're talking about when you say do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I lived that life of do, and I know that. And to, to look at Christ, to come to a service that on the outside looks dark, like we say. On the outside, it's it's bloody. Uh, but what we are celebrating is hope. Mm-hmm. And we're celebrating forgiveness. We're celebrating being made right with God. We're celebrating peace where we will never experience the judgment of God if we believe, if we see that our Lord paid the price, as it says in First uh, Peter, t- uh, I think it's 2, yeah, 2.24, that he bore our sins, my sins, Eli's sins, he bore them. and But there is now no condemnation. There's no condemnation. Hmm. That's why people should be at this service. That's why we should invite our non-Christian friends. Absolutely. They feel condemned. They, they feel guilty, whether or not they admit it. Um, there is that human experience of guilt for wrongdoing. Yeah. I don't care if you if you're an evolutionist, you still feel guilty for doing wrong things. Yeah. And what does this service shout? Hmm. It's been taken care of. Redemption. Yeah. And so and and for the so evangelistically speaking, that's that's good motive right there to bring people to this service. Your neighbors, your you know friends who don't know Christ, your your family friends family who doesn't know Christ them. Um, but there's also uh, an amazing value for the Christian. I mean, it's it's not by accident that we have uh, these things called sacraments or ordinances in the life of the church. Um, they, they're designed to bring us back to the center um, because we are so easily, you know, distracted from the point. We're so we're so easily taken up with the world and lose sight of Christ. And so there's these things that we do, you know, occasionally um, in the church service, at least in Sun Valley, you know, a couple times a month, the Lord's Supper, you know, baptism. Those things bring us back to the center. Those are the anchors of the soul. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you get in behind the curtain where that blood is and yeah. Um, you see, you see the work of Christ firsthand in the table and firsthand in the in the um, uh, supper 
But what 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 else do we see here? This is an annual event, and you know the 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 world I think rotates around the sun once a year, and once a year we're reminded by God's design to come back to that that place that reminds us that center that anchor. This is our life. The death of Christ is our life. And we remember it with joy, even though we're solemn, and we should be solemn. And we're not, we're not I mean, I think there's a, a need to, to kind of explain why we're solemn. We're not like, we're not like, oh, I'm so sorry Jesus died, man. He was such a good guy. You know, just think of the, the potential of that guy. If he would have lived, you know, that's not why we're sad. Yeah. We're, 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 we're not really even sad. Um, we're solemn yeah. because our sin caused an innocent to die, caused the perfect lamb of God to be butchered. Um, we're solemn over that, but inwardly we're, I think, I think most Christians in that room are rejoicing yeah. and, and, even though we're instructed to be, you know, quiet and calm and keep your squirmy babies at bay, um, and so forth, we're not. We're ready to jump and shout for joy. Yeah. And that's I am in that service. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't understand the the macabre. Is that the right word? I don't even know what that means. So yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Good choice of words. <laughs> You'll make somebody look it up. Yeah. I don't if know they how, to know how to spell it. Spell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't understand that part of it. I mean, I know some people really just, and in some, in some cultures, they actually get out whips and beat themselves yeah. on Good Friday. Yeah. I, they nail themselves to the cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, whoops, <laughs> you missed yeah. the point of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, this is a wonderfully strange and solemn time yeah. for the Christian. Yeah. It's beautiful. And peculiarly... Hopeful and joyful at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More so even. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, men, for your uh, insight on such a wonderful topic and, and service. Friends, I'll, uh, I'll part ways with you with this passage here from Second Corinthians 5, and it says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What a beautiful picture of Christ taking our sin and giving us his righteousness. We hope you have a great week. Uh, we look forward to Good Friday this coming Friday. Uh, we uh, encourage you to invite your friends and family to join us uh, at that time, 7 p.m. Friday evening. Uh, we look forward to seeing you there and on Sunday and next week on The Voice of Valley. Have a great day, somebody.